no reason to exist. W. O. Four. Nine. Nine. Seven. O. I hesitated to include that whole clip there because I was worried that our modern attention spans might not be able to hang in there for the full 15 seconds it took to dial a phone number. But in the 50s and on up through maybe the 90s and for some people even today, that's what it takes and that's what it took to dial a phone. I dialed like that quite a bit. A lot of people did. If you wanted to dial the phone, you had to learn how to do it. It was a skill. Notice that I brought my finger around until it firmly touched the finger stop. And now I remove my finger and let the dial go back by itself. Failure to bring your finger firmly to the finger stop with each pull of the dial may cause you to reach a wrong number. Dialing the phone took some patience and some concentration. There was a seven or a nine digit number and you had to work your way through it, remembering which number you were dialing, which number was up next, and waiting for the dial to go back so you could do the next one. And sometimes you got a little impatient with that and you maybe tried to push the dial, have it go a little faster. But rotary phones had a maximum speed and if you tried to go faster than that, it didn't work. The same can happen if you force the dial back instead of letting it go back by itself. For incorrect dialing causes inconvenience and delay, not only to you, but to anyone you may have dialed in error. These clips are from a 1954 instructional video about how to dial your new rotary phone. It was the exciting new technology of the time. It was more private. You didn't have to tell the operator who you wanted to call. You just dialed it yourself. These days, Rotary phones are a novelty. You can go on classicrotaryphones.com and chat it up with some other people who are still using them, but for most of us, we haven't even seen a rotary phone in quite some time. But rotary dialing, it had some things going for it, and we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to share one more clip with you from those instructional videos because I think it's great, and I just want you to hear it. Soon after you dial the number you want, you will hear this tone. That's the ringing signal, an interrupted burring sound. Now, it tells you that the telephone at the number you dialed is ringing. The ring will continue until the telephone is answered, or if there is no answer, until you hang up. So let the telephone ring for at least a minute, or about 10 rings, to give the person you're calling time to answer. Now, if the number dialed is busy, you will hear a signal like this. The busy signal, a buzz-buzz sound. When you hear this signal, hang up. Try again a little later. Oh, the voice that's calling me, how elusive it can be, is that I don't 
story is the dawn, close at hand, and then it's gone. I can see you through a haze, calling me with maddening gaze. When I reach to grasp you there, you have disappeared in air. Then as I turn away, I hear your laugh again. <laughs> I was just going to say the phone I'm talking on now is has a has a date stamp on it of 1961, and it and as you can hear, it still works well. That's Paul. He's not a member of the classic Rotary Phones forum, but he does still use his Rotary phone once in a while because they still work, even when the power goes out. And it's nice to call somebody in the middle of a hurricane, let them know you're okay. We talked about some of the nitty-gritties of Rotary phones and some of the more existential issues. Do you remember the physicality of the thing? Did you dial with your finger or a pencil or did you did you have numbers that were so arduous that you like, uh oh like my grandmother I remember was four four nine oh and in the nine oh like if you messed up you were like, Oh God, I have to start over Oh yeah, no, that was a that was a problem. That that was an occasional so you used you used your pointer finger to dial, which was which was you know, just normal. And uh, for older people, I remember my grandmother couldn't couldn't see very well, so she used a pencil. She used the back of a pencil and looked closely. And then there were devices that were invented. There were plastic devices that were invented to put in the finger hole and turn the dial with a uh, with a lever. I mean, there were those things around, and they were you know. Cheap, cheap plastic devices, but they were effective, so that was good. The other thing that's interesting about dialing a phone is they were dial pay phones, and I don't know if you remember them. Go watch some old movies, and you'll see, you know, a very cramped uh, telephone booth, which don't exist anymore, uh, with with a big box telephone with the head of the phone being a place to put change and nickel, dimes, and quarters. And you, so you get into a phone booth, and you'd be right up against the phone, and you'd be trying to dial. So that was a that was an interesting uh, physical problem for some people, especially later on. I mean, we had dial phones as I was growing up, certainly, but even when I was in the late '60s, when I was in college, and uh, you know, we and and there was if you needed to make a call, you needed to find a phone. I mean, you didn't have one in your pocket. And typically, you know, you'd stop on the side of a road and, and go to a dial phone and make a phone call. Well, as we grew up, and we grew up in New York City, so we travel around the city, and I went to college in New York City, we travel around the city by train and bus as as young college students. And as young college students, the we we would, uh, you know, go out at night and have a beer or two when, when it was legal for us to do that, of course. And, uh, you know, trying to get in a phone booth and dial a phone after a beer or two on a cold night in New York City was an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to something. I feel that there's this middle area with technology where you ha still have to do something and it's good for you. Like a manual pencil sharpener, you have, to, you have to crank that thing around and hold it in the other and you developed some... Just a little bit of stick to itiveness and and physical coordination. Same thing with the dial. Hey, Danny. Hey. What happened? The battery ran out on one of the pieces of my this uh, recording setup here. 
Oh, there you go. Uh, we don't have to. I don't have to worry about it on this phone. Yeah, at other points during our conversation, I had to restart my router and I had to restart my computer. But at no point did Paul's phone from 1961 need anything. It worked a hundred percent of the time. So, what do you think about that idea of things that still require a little bit of your effort? I think it's wonderful. The assumption that I'm going to pick up a device and push one button and talk to anybody is, is I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, it saves a lot of it. A lot of it is efficiency, but I think for basic training, the stuff that requires thought and physical action, uh, and uh, a, a little bit of reflection is is important. It's important for human humans to develop. I, I mean, it's just just as simple as that. I'm not saying we should go back to a horse and buggy and have people walk up uphill both ways to school all the time, but the data-driven, automated-driven, artificial intelligence-driven stuff ends up changing the characteristic or will end up changing the characteristic of human beings, and I'm not sure to what end. To what end? Paul makes a good case for rotary phones, but I wanted to learn more and to see some in real life. So I went and talked to another Paul, Paul Violet, at the New Hampshire Telephone Museum. So a lot of the things we have in here are telephone and equipment, telephones and equipment that we uh, held onto or acquired. We stored it in barns or garages and things like that until we could get to a point where we eventually could establish a museum. But you know, I was going to say about the dial, rotary dials. There are a lot of people who still have rotary, rotary dial service, and it works on today's systems. In fact, they were required by f the Federal Communications Commission as well as the state. Public Utilities Commission, that the switching, switching equipment now, although it's all soft switching, software driven, has to support dial pulse. It has to. The whole so, country still? I think it is. And it, it may change and be phased out, but there's still a lot of these rotary dial phones in service yeah. right now. Right, if I, I just wanted to record. Uh, I'm going to give you a good one to record later. Okay. I'll stick it up. phone number. It took a little while. It does. I'm going to show you um, something else here, but first I want you to just try another dial. Okay. Because this is... Uh, so there's I just... I love the sound of the dial on the phone itself. So here's a Western Electric phone made by the Bell system. And this had a great sounding dial to it. That's not even, without yeah. even having to plug it into anything, you just said that, right, right. that good sound to it. And did people talk about that sound at the time, and when that sound went, was there any culture around it? Um, it, was, it was played up with, in the movie screens, you'd see it. It was good, a suspense movie or, or a thriller or something, you would dial in a number, you know, <laughs> and, you, and it really came out good. Uh, 
See the finger hole in the back here so you can pick that up? I'll just put your hand in there and see how heavy that phone yep. is. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's made yeah. out of steel and other metal components and a Bakelite handset. That was before plastic. What is that called? Just the, Western the, Electric. That's a Western Electric phone. Actually, uh, the popular art name, Pop Art, is it's a Lucy phone. This is called the Lucy phone because I love Lucy. It was on her show. Forget you, darling. <laughs> oh, thank you. We got our phone fixed. Oh, really? I thought you were talking on two cans and a string. Just like this one is made by Automatic Electric, and this is called the Shirley Temple phone because it was in all of Shirley Temple's movies. All right, let's hear that one. Much quieter. Yeah, it feels smooth too. I'm gonna try that one. What's that little bzz? There's a governing motor in there, a little bit of a, a governor, so that you can speed up or slow down the dials. You don't want it to go too fast, you don't want it to go too slow. If it goes too fast, the switching equipment won't keep up with it. But if you go too slow, it, it also could be the other way. So it needs to have so many. Those dials had, had a little switch in there, like pulsing a switch. And if you went too fast, it would just go faster than it could comprehend. As you probably noticed, when I was at the phone museum, dialing all those phones, I was like a kid in a toy shop, really. It's fun to dial a phone. Just cranking your finger around and hearing a sound come back at you. And Paul, who must have dialed a million phones, he seemed to be having a good time, too. I think I have to have at least 100 apps on my iPhone, but none of them are as much fun as just dialing one of those rotary phones. Is this another Lucy? Yes. See, that's much quieter. Yeah, it's nice. And there was probably, there could have been 10 years of difference between those two. This one being older, because it's all steel. This one's half the weight. And what accounts for the sound in, in there? Oh, uh, listen to this one. Nice oh, sound. Wow. Get that. Yeah, go ahead. I just want there to be a dial on the back of my cell phone like that. <laughs> I've seen pictures of people made with a little photoshopping. Yeah, yeah. Telephone, I can hear you, and 
Thank you, Paul, for talking to me on your 1961 princess phone. And a big thank you to Laura French and Paul Violet from the New Hampshire Telephone Museum. Go to that museum. It's amazing. It's so much fun. You can find out more about them at nhtelephonemuseum.org, NH like New Hampshire. And thank you to all my patrons on Patreon. Thanks for helping this podcast exist. you like no reason to exist there's all sorts of ways you can support it like us on facebook share us on social media whatever that is tweet about it shout about it or head over to patreon.com slash no reason to exist and pledge support there because wouldn't it be nice if we had episodes once a week instead of once a month i think so Why is this the princess phone? That's what they named it. They thought that was a cool thing to do. Because oh, <laughs> I see you have a picture of a princess yeah, here. She was a princess, and she was an actual service representative from New England Hotel in the Springfield, Mass. area. And they would go out and speak to groups with marketing when they're trying to market their products. They'd go out right. to the ladies' clubs and the men's clubs and the Kiwanis and Rotary and all that stuff. And they took a lot of, had a lot of their service reps. And they bought him the gowns and all that to go out and do that. There she is, four years later. Oh, they hired people. You're a princess. She was actually a service representative. Okay. We call them service reps. Yeah. Okay. They answered the phone in Springfield, Mass. When you called and wanted service, or you wanted to complain, uh, have a trouble, or a call, or something like that, they would be behind a de- by a desk and answer the phone. They picked certain ones that were willing to do it. And they outfitted them with a princess phone in hand, and they would made a marketing plan out of it. And they wanted to, more people to use these because then less operators. This had really had nothing to do with operators. Okay. No, no, these are just the, the you could do anything you want to do, you could do on those phones right there. Okay, they just want to sell more. This phones. is just a fancy little thing. <laughs>
Yeah. Right. You want a BMW or do you want a Model T? Yeah, yeah. So you had to pay extra to get that one. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. Because it was smaller and it was pink. And it had a lighted dial. The lighted so dial. So to the bedroom areas. And yes. Put that in a smaller space, put it on a nightstand. Hmm. If the phone rang in the middle of the night or you wanted to make a call, you could see to do it. That was the big feature. It's pretty nice. Yeah. If you will remember these easy rules, you will dial correctly and be pleased with the use and convenience of your dial telephone. No reason to exist.